from Golf Bravo 9-0. I can talk to people all over the world. CQ, CQ, CQ. For any other stations on the Monday Night Net. This feature is brought to you by Essex Ham. Hi, this is Pete, M0PSX, from Essex Ham. Stepper antennas are generally regarded as some of the best beam antennas around. The original stepper antenna was designed to solve one specific problem, how to cover six amateur bands with a single antenna on a tower. Since the first antenna was designed, the range has grown, and in April 2016, Waters & Stanton became Stepper's official UK and European dealer. And Stepper founder Mike Myrtle, K7IR, was at the Waters & Stanton showroom in Hockley, Essex. I caught up with him to find out what he was up to. Hello, I'm Mike K7AR, and I live in Seattle, Washington. I came over to uh, really meet everybody here at Waters and Stanton, who are our new European distributors. Uh, we've kind of changed it up, and I decided to go with the, the big guys here, the real pros. So I'm over here essentially training them, and we've given them an antenna, a three-element, and there's nothing like putting one together with everybody to really learn how it goes together. So we're up in freezing sunny Essex County with the wind blowing 25 miles an hour, but uh, we're getting it done. It's looking good. I had a quick look on the way in, and there's some work going on as we're recording. So for those that don't know the call sign K7IR, what do you do? Where are you from? Well, actually, uh, after selling a barcode company in 1995, I needed to do something or I'd end up dusting and vacuuming the rest of my life. So I joined with my brother to help him with a company called Fluid Motion, and that made valves, pipes, and pumps for the chemical industry. And on the side, I was making this uh, antenna because I had bought a little milling machine that I didn't know how to use. So I'm thinking, the only way to learn how to use it is make something. And I had three uh, antennas stacked on a tower, but I didn't have any workbands. I thought, aha, uh-huh, I'll make an antenna that goes on any frequency. And then I'd call my Uncle Bob, and I'd go, how do you drill a hole in the middle of a shaft? Go this way, that way, but the key was use a little center drill, not a big long one. So slowly I learned how to use it, and I said, I'll make an antenna. I started out with telescoping aluminum. We're going to use a lead screw and make it go in and out. And then we realized, come on, the corrosion, the bird dropping, forget that. So we go, how about wire inside of a tube? Which the first prototypes that really worked was wire, and as the wire was reeled in for the short, uh, higher frequencies, the, I put it parallel down the boom in polyethylene tube. So you had this long stub, but it worked. But the problem was the wire would work hard and, and you had to have powerful gear motors to drive it, kind of like a wire feed welder. And then my brother found copper beryllium tape. And we go, aha, so we'll use that and we'll buy these poles from China. Well, the poles from China were cheap. But as we, as we learned, they weren't that strong. The first one we got, we go, well, how strong is it? So we thought, we'll put it in a wind tunnel. So I took my Jeep Cherokee SUV, opened the sunroof, put a pipe up it, and we stuck this 18-foot pole on it and went down the freeway, and at 65 miles an hour, bang, it broke. So I called China, and I go, need stronger pole. Three weeks later, we get a little thicker pole. Up it goes in the Jeep Cherokee, out on a less busy road. 85 miles an hour, bang, off it goes in the road again. I call China, need stronger pole. Finally, I get one with two millimeter wall on the base. Stuck it on the Jeep Cherokee. 
and I had, I went about 100 miles an hour, and it didn't break, so we found a place where we'd go downhill, and we hit 150 miles an hour, and we said, good. Wow. So you've over the years, you've developed a process, yeah. starting off with testing by driving on the freeway, and you've slowly evolved the product. So we've now got the Step IR range. What have you actually got in the range these days? Well, we swore when we started it, we weren't, we're not going to do it like Force 12 and end up with 50 different models. But we have all kinds of models because you realize there's a million different applications. The latest thing is the crank IR just for going portable because I do that all the time on my boat and everything. And all the stuff out there, I was just was dissatisfied. And I thought, let's see if we can do something more efficient. You're usually QRP. You can't afford to lose one, two, three, four, five dB. So we go from the crank IR, which is a little thing that folds down in a bag, and then we have verticals that go from 20 through 6 and one that goes from 40 through 6 and then with an additional high Q coil. It also has a stepper motor. It goes from 80 through 6. We started with the three element and the big guys go, we need a bigger antenna. I said, but going to four elements is twice as big for, he's, and I said, I model it. About the best you can do is 1.8 more dB on 20 meters. They said, it doesn't matter. Size does matter. Build it. So I built the thing, and sure enough, they started selling like crazy. But I was curious. I thought, can you hear 1.8 dB? So on our four element, the first three elements are almost the same spacing as our regular three element. So in our controller, I created, on the normal one where you reverse the antenna, I created just a three element. So then I could hit a button, go from a three element to a four element. So I get on the air, and I worked over 120 people. And we've all done antenna tests and heard, okay, is it antenna A or B? And the guy in there, they go, uh, I, don't, I, I think maybe B. And I'm not exaggerating. I would hit the three and then go to the four. Oh, that's louder. No hesitation, whatever. In fact, every single one of the 120 people I logged, everybody told the difference. In fact, to the point I go, I'm going to try to fool them. Okay, I go A, B, and they go, whoa, yeah, that's loud. Then I'd hit, the, I wouldn't change it. I'd say, how is that? And I didn't change it. I didn't hear any difference, really. So I go, okay, it's not psychological. So then they wanted a bigger one. The next one was, we call it the monster. And it it was a monster. And you'd be surprised how many people wanted to have a monster. Then when we started to realize, hey, we need to get to 40 meters, you can't put a loading coil in the middle of an element on a moving element. You can't put a capacity hat, a classical one, and I didn't want to put a coil in the center because they're so lossy unless you have a queue of 800 or more. So we started modeling. We go, what, what if you wrapped it around? Because, you know, people have kind of shortened dipole. And we actually applied for a patent for our loop element. And it turned out, wow, this is a great way to shorten an element, a moving element like that. Well, really any element. Because now you're, you're resonating by capacity loading on the top. And... We only lose 0.3 dB, and we get the 64-foot element down to 39 feet. So that was huge for us. Now we can start making 40-meter directional antenna. And we did with a vengeance. You know, we, we had the DB18, the DB18E. These are basically our three-element antennas with 40-meter two-element Yaggies on them. And then on 30, if you get the E model, you have actually three elements on 30 that are pretty, pretty effective. Well, and so are the two-element ones. I mean, right away, they start beating everybody with the classic shorty 40, and they go, wow. So what is the secret, then? Why are you able to build antennas that are just so much better than everyone else's? 
You know, I ask myself that question too. Antennas are like that black magic part of the hobby where you can put a light bulb on a stake and work somebody. So, so in other words, it all works to some level. And people were kind of cavalier about, oh, yeah, yeah, but, but, but. That was the old world and the new world. People hung on to it, though. I got to the point of somebody said, I go, well, what antenna do you have when they're calling to inquire about buying one? They'd say, oh, I have a Pro 67, any, any of those antennas. I go, good, I'm going to make you a guarantee. If you don't think this is much better, you cut it up with a hacksaw and put it in a garbage bag, and I'll pay the return postage. That's, that's brave. And nobody ever, well, because it was clearly superior. I mean, people started doing A-B with their friends, and they go, hello, he's louder than me. I'm a technical guy, a, a double E, and... I probably don't really get marketing. I'm still amazed that I go to Hamfest. Like, we'll go to one down in the south of the U.S. and say, well, what's that thing? I haven't heard of that. And you realize it's why they keep advertising laundry detergent. Because <laughs> you think, by now, everybody knows in America what Tide laundry detergent is. Well, they don't. So anyway, that's why it's so important. Like, I wanted to get hooked up with... Uh, Waters and Stanton because, hey, they advertise a lot and they do a really good job. So I think this will really increase our presence here in the UK and the uh, EU. And how are you finding the guys over here in the UK compared with the US? I like them. They're really friendly. I mean, they've treated me like a king. The Americans, when they left Britain, left behind manners. And they have manners here and you're treated like a king. So I, I've always loved coming over here. I have to ask, I won't keep you. I know you need to get back up on the roof and finish the antenna. But I have one final question for you. Your monster, have you put that on a Cherokee and tried that on a freeway? No, I, I, you have to draw the line somewhere. If you're in the Essex area, why not pop into Waters and Stanton and give the impressive three-element stepper on the roof a test drive? For a video of Mike making the first contact with a new antenna, go to www.essexham.co.uk forward slash stepper. That's S-T-E-P-P-I-R. Thanks to Mike K7IR and the team at Waters and Stanton. This feature was brought to you by Essex Ham, supporting amateur radio in Essex.